Hello and welcome to Codish, an exploration of the lives of modern developers. Join us as we dive into topics like languages and frameworks, data and event-driven architectures, and individual and team productivity, all tailored to developers and engineering leaders. This episode is part of our Dev Life series. Welcome to Codish. My name is Lenora Porter. I'm a front-end engineer at Heroku. And for today's episode, we are highlighting the amazing story of our guest, Sejal Parikh. Sejal is an avid volunteer for her community, a writer, and on top of all of that, she's an amazing engineer. Currently, Sejal works here at Salesforce as a product manager for developer-focused content engineering. Without further ado, I would like to introduce Sejal. Welcome to the show. Hi, Lenora. Thanks for inviting me to the show. Could you start off by telling us a bit more about your story and how you started your journey toward technical documentation? I've been working for more than 15 years now, and I started off as a fresh out-of-college graduate. I joined a telecom operator as a telecom engineer. I had a degree in electronics and telecom, and... I was working with operations and maintenance team there. The, mostly I was the first woman in that entire building, history of the building to work in that wow. uh, company. So that was little adventurous for me. Then I moved on to telecom QA and software testing, which I did for a while. and. And I saw myself volunteering a lot on the site for human rights and agricultural rights. So I thought of taking a break and see it for full time and see how it works for me. And I did that. I joined, I took up a fellowship with Tatantara Trust in India. And that was a year long fellowship, which I then extended for another year on my own. And I traveled across the country and volunteer with different uh, human rights movements and uh, grassroots movements uh, understood the issues of rural India and with a focus on public health, but try to understand how different issues connect with each other in rural areas of India and what are the solutions out there. It was it was like another life for me now. It's It's been 10 years since I did that. I did that for a while, two or more years, and then I took up freelance technical writing uh, for some time until I joined as a full-time employee with Oracle and then this was here. So here I am uh, after technical writing uh, in Salesforce, I switched into product management and now I work as a PM for a content engineering team uh, focusing on developer developer documentation for Salesforce developers. Wow. Okay. So you start off with more of a volunteer kind of um, life where you focused on public health and human rights and animal rights. And then yes. from that, you just kind of like, wow, okay, <laughs> there's another lane that I could go into <laughs> right in here where I could be more of a technical writer. Tell me more about that transition. Like, how did you feel going into a whole new lane and moving away from more volunteer work and just going strictly into technical work? That's a big difference. Yeah, honestly, I did not know about technical writing when I was in uh, my earlier career of software testing. As an engineer, I, I had no idea about this field existed, but I had a friend who told me about it. 
I was actually looking for going back to my earlier corporate career when I figured out that I was pregnant and finding a job at that point, full-time job was not so easy, let's just say that. So I was looking for alternate careers and I had a friend who switched from developer to being a technical writer that time. So she actually Mm -hmm. told me what a technical writer does and I did a couple of courses on it, understood how it's done and I initially thought that, yeah, how how different can it be? It's writing and it's technical. <laughs> I know, I know some of both, uh, but yeah. but I had to learn it, and uh, that that is I had to unlearn some of the the notions I had about technical writing and understand what a technical writing is, what a, what mm-hmm. technical writing does. Went to some of the documentation to understand it. Went into conferences <laughs> to to educate myself more about it. <laughs> I found that it was a different world altogether. I, when I was, I was an engineer, I thought technical writing is all what a technical writer would use. They would use what Microsoft Word and uh, you know those kind of tools to write documentation, but that's not true is what I discovered. <laughs> technical writers need a lot more sophisticated and complex tooling to get their work out, but it doesn't mean that it has to be a complex user experience for them. And that's what I also understood by being a writer and now being a product manager. <laughs> wow. Okay. There's so much there. Okay. Let's, let's break that out. All right. You talked about what is a uh, technical writer, what is a developer documentation autom- automation person, I'm guessing. Could you give more of a detailed explanation? Well, I don't want to say detailed, but however you want to tell us about what exactly technical writing is, what does it entail, and more just about the field itself. Yeah, let's do that by going to an example of, uh, say, Gmail. Everybody uses Gmail, I assume, these days. Mm-hmm. Um how to use a Gmail, uh, it may be a no-brainer for many, but many would need a help. So if you are on the on the screen and using your Gmail interface and you get stuck on the user interface, a technical writer would think of what to do so that you have help on the screen and you don't get mm-hmm. stuck. And if you don't get, get enough help on the screen, then how to how to then target, uh, you know, redirect you to more help, which is the official documentation of the company. That is also written by a technical writer. But that is a documentation main, uh, you know, aimed for you and me, who who are like people who send or receive emails. But for example, in, inside Salesforce, we have, we use Gmail and we use uh, entire G Suite. And there's a team of admins who configure what we can do, employees can do, and they cannot do in Gmail. Those are the users who are admin users and there is a special documentation that has to be prepared for enabling them. And technical writers would think of that kind of user persona as well. Going forward, we in Salesforce want to integrate Gmails with different sorts of other Salesforce applications and that Integration would be done by developers inside Salesforce. But that is a different persona than admin or end user. So developers would need to know how to use G Suite APIs to do the integration, enable integrations with Gmail and Salesforce. So how to enable that, how to develop user interfaces for that and backend uh, communications between two different systems. 
that would be documented and and that is a very crucial documentation and that is an area that i f- work on on how mm-hmm. to enable developers so that they can empower themselves to develop this kind of systems by using api documentations that companies can provide and that is where uh, you get into the automation areas where you need to uh, document a lot of apis for a system and in this case gmail apis to use and how to use those apis and what are the parameters requests to send what is the response that comes a lot of things are coded and that as designed via specifications and that has to be documented and writers not wouldn't always get access to the code or get get an understanding of it so they need a simpler interface to document those uh, by automating you know fetching information from code or specs and pulling into documentation and then they have to develop code samples examples around it use cases uh, getting started how to get access and all those information for developers and they have to document that and that is an essential part of documentation without which developers cannot function if there is no documentation it means you have practically not developed an api because mm. your end users wouldn't come to know about it so it's a very crucial piece of deliverables for developer developer focused products and mm-hmm. if you treat an api as a product you cannot live without api documentation so that is very essential so technical writers have to understand and put themselves in the shoes of these different user personas and then design their documentation or content plan and journeys based on that so you talked about customer facing in product help then you talked about actual documentation that's i guess on a website and then you talked about developer documentation which is like three different lanes and to yeah. me i could see almost three different teams working on this so i wanted to know like what does your team look like my team is an engineering team who enables writers to perform their tasks better in their day-to-day life so we are looking into developing tooling for writers that they can use to make their work easy and documentation mm. easy but if you're asking about the writing team yes your your guess is right there are different types of technical writers uh, and there is an area for an uh, of technical writing which is very widely known as developer doc writers mm, okay those are very unique breed because it is not common for a technical writer to be a developer doc writer as well there are very few writers in the industries who can be both that's an interesting nugget because it kind of could help anyone who's trying to get into technical writing to understand which area they want to get into and i'm guessing they will have to figure that out from i guess their interests so how did you figure that part out did you just say i'm already technical i can do this or was it more i'm going to go into this field see how it is and then say yes or no from there no i i try to educate first myself to understand what technical writing is what tools they use in the industry differently i talked to technical writers and we went to into conferences or watched videos uh to understand mm-hmm. more uh, i did online courses also to educate myself 
my suggestion for anyone to get started is it's not really need you don't really need to be technical for being a technical writer but having a good writing skill is a given uh, requirement for technical writing but you can learn rest of the things that is required right. for technical writing even for the developer doc writing we have so many writers who work as developer docs with no background in development and that mm. and they work wonderfully well so it is i think it is it it works out when you have interest area uh, depending on person's interest area but it's all about the kind of learning resources you get access to and uh, how much is the enthusiasm you have about learning new skills but technological knowledge i i have seen so many technical writers coming from so many different backgrounds that mm. uh, sometimes i find it amazing that my team of technical writers that i work with that are full of variety of careers that one can get inspiration from yeah exactly i know you talked about more like the api pieces of yes. documentation and i feel like that's such a a nuance because I guess I never thought about it in that way. I just thought, oh, okay, you just write and you post it online. I didn't know there was a process. So you kind of, could you go more into depth on that kind of like API process? So for any any API documentation, uh, there can be different ways of approaching it. You can either find out what an API does from your development team and document it manually by putting all the pieces together which is i've seen mm. you now it's done in many places uh you can also find out if the team is using uh or specifications approach so that there, there are two approaches of working with an api one is the spec first where the teams usually design the api inside specification and then take that to development but then there's mm. also also code first approach where and which is which is a case mostly in a lot of uh, old apis where the apis are already coded and but then teams then generate specifications out of it to document them there are commonly two types of api specs in the market are open api and naml naml is created by microsoft and now it is open source spec but teams can create those specs and then writers typically take those specs and generate documentation automatically by the tooling available to them they add documentation inside the specs the pieces of documentation are living inside the specs or they can even live outside the spec and somehow they get connected in the end html web product documentation mm -hmm. So that yeah. is a that is a key piece of automation that my team is working on on providing uh, mm -hmm. so enabling writers with enough tooling and automation so that they don't have to worry about manual ways of documenting APIs or any other developer artifacts for, for example SDKs. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they they don't have to do that manually and it saves a lot of time for writers as well. So. we are focusing on that automation part but at the same time there are so many parts of technical writing tasks that writers do for, for from the beginning of finding out what are the changes in an api what do i need to focus on documentation how do i document uh, what are the formats of documentation that i write in how do my documentation is tested you know not just syntax but are there any links that are broken how do i publish documentation is an automated ci cd pipeline 
that I have access to. So all of these different parts, uh, including the review workflow for getting reviews from their teams, developers, and product managers, and editors, and accessing their content, uh, finding out how, how good their content is based on sales versus award-winning style guide and voice, voice and tone. So yeah. all of these uh, different areas need some sort of automation, and that is also something I'm focused on. And does it have like some kind of feedback loop? Like does the developers let you know, hey, this was helpful? Or do you have like that little smiley face rating? Like <laughs> this was great. No, that's not good. <laughs> do you have anything like that? I think we, we have that on our developer doc portal today. Uh, we have a feedback mechanism where developers can go and give feedback and that is communicated to our writers. So if you are giving feedback on Salesforce Dev Docs, be sure that our writers will know about that. So let's get into more about how did you find your resources to learn? Because I want to get to a place where I'm trying to help out all those people that's trying to get into technical writing, may not know how, and just want to yeah. know, you know, where are some of the resources? How could they learn? One of the resources that I got was there were local trainings. available. I, I live in Hyderabad, so there were uh, local trainings available on, in India, not in the same city, but remotely, and I took up those. However, I did not find that very useful. I, what I found useful was going to the, the content on different uh, you know, community places, like uh, the Society of Technical Writing is one place that where people can mm -hmm. look into. Uh, it, uh, they have conferences all over the world in different cities happening and different countries, and th those conferences are very helpful. I also found the YouTube videos very helpful. More than that, I found doing things on my own was more helpful. Mm -hmm. So there is a wonderful community which is of technical writers, uh, which is called Write the Docs. Write the Docs is uh, mm -hmm. like a ground-up uh, community of writers, and they have a very vibrant to discuss different technical writing, you know, issues or methods. I do follow them a lot and understand what is happening in different companies or what do different technical writers do, how to get started in freelancing. I because yeah. that's full of freelance tech writers. So if you if you if anybody wants to get started in freelancing, that's the place I would suggest because there are a lot of freelance technical writers out there and you can get pointers from there. So that is one big place I learned a lot of things. And then I also started learning by doing that some of the tooling, I started using that to develop my own blog. This is some of the side projects like that to understand how would I do it. That's a good point. I like that you even tried it on your own to say, hey, let me see how it works on my end. So it's easier for me to push this up for a company or whoever that needs this writing skill. So let's start to wrap up. I wanted to ask you just one last question. And that question was, you know, what's next for you? What are you looking forward to? I look forward to developing myself more in product management. I've been doing that for a year now. I finally, finally find that after changing five careers, this is the one I've landed on that will stick more because I'm really enjoying it. I am mm. loving the work that I'm doing and I, it is making me look forward to every day uh, of work. Uh, so 
I, I look forward to developing myself more than to this. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so, so much for being a part of our show and have a great day then. Well, thank you for having me. It was wonderful getting with you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Kodish podcast. Kodish is produced by Heroku, the easiest way to deploy, manage, and scale your applications in the cloud. If you'd like to learn more about Kodish or any of Heroku's podcasts, please visit heroku.com slash podcasts.